yeah, living like this as a family on mission with others in community is a big commitment. But it's one that Jesus promised to walk with us in. And you're right, brother. Transitioning small groups that were pulled together for reasons other than discipleship and mission and asking folks to now commit to increasingly live like a family together in mission, that can be some tough sledding. It's hard. You've got to start with the gospel and our true gospel identity. That has to be grounded in our own hearts first before we'll ever lead anyone else or lead change at our churches. And, and leaders will actually need to start living this way at home and in their neighborhoods with others as the rings of relationship move outward. They'll really need to model what they preach. And sure, this seems hard at first, but once you've experienced life in a gospel-centered community like a family, there's no going back to just check in the church box once a week on Sundays. <laughs> Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. I'm glad to be here with you, Heath. How you doing, man? What's going on? All right, man. So uh, I've actually made a move this week. This was my last week serving in the institution. You know, we've always talked about... In, in the institutional church, we've oh, always talked about... I was about, wondering, like, the institution, like, have you been in prison? A, yeah, I've been in prison. A little well, reform going on. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I've always lived this kind of bifurcated, like, uh, living missionally throughout the week and in our neighborhood with intentionality, but then also serving in a local church and not... So now I'm kind of a free agent. I get to... I get not to that go you'll after. never do that again. No. Never say never, right? But I know that you've made a transition in months past, but you also were still serving there, kind of yeah. both and bivoing it up a while, and so now we're, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, first time, I mean, this is a first time in... Blush response, happy? Yeah, really happy. Like, really I know free. obviously your schedule and time with your kids is going to change immensely. Yeah, it'll be the first time in six years where I've had a two-day weekend. <laughs> is that crazy? <laughs> well, and ever since you kind of took on the, the, the day job and sort of went Bible, it's like you doubled down. It wasn't yeah, exactly. even like, wasn't you know, even. like I'm getting free. You know, like, anyway. So I'm free. If you see me. Uh, You've been a good servant, brother, to your local community. You really have. It's and, been fun. Uh, I know they're going to be hard to see you go. Well, anyway. It's been good, right? All right, let's dive in, man. Let's let's dive into this week's dealio. Okay. Um, okay, so this whole missional thing, um, I'm constantly surprised at how often I hear people that say they're living on mission or living a missional lifestyle. And I'm thinking, yes, yeah, right. Your lives don't reflect it at all. (laughs) So maybe we could start with kind of painting the strokes of what it really does mean to be missional. How would you unpack this? Yeah, I like like this episode uh, and where we're heading today, Heath, because it is sort of a back to basics things. But, and and if anybody's like, oh, I'm moving on, I'm past that. It's like, no, you're not, okay? And guess what? Someone's going to join your community soon that doesn't know any of this. Yeah, exactly. And unless you know how to articulate it and, you know, whatever, or if you're listening and you're like, are leading small group or you're leading all the small groups in your church, this basic stuff is the stuff that I return to over and over mm-hmm. and over. So, but we're kind of coming at it from that angle. Like you said, is why is this so hard? Yeah. So, but I love your, I love your like intro here. It's like, what is, what do we mean by missional? You know, how yep. do we, un- how do we unpack that? So, um, what, what we're talking about is our identity in Christ, okay? We say we're a family of missionary servants sent as disciples who make disciples. And our identity now, flowing from God, the mm-hmm. source, now flows out into all the normal rhythms of life as we make disciples who make disciples 
accomplishing God's eternal purpose of filling the world with his glory. Yeah. Now that's a that's a mouthful. But that's very, very different than like, oh, we have a missional community. What is it? Oh, it's our small group. But now we once a year we go and serve. No, 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 no. Are you believing your identity? Yeah. Are you grounded in it? Are you saturated in your Trinitarian identity as a f- part of God's family of missionary servants out making disciples? And that's your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not like an add-on. It's not a program. It's not a group that gets together once a week just to talk about Bible stuff or churchy stuff or pray for one another. Those are all good things. Sure. It's not just a Bible study. It's an increasingly vibrant life together on the mission of God, which is to fill the world with his glory. And how do we do that? Jesus gave us the mission, the, the you know, the common mission, go make disciples, Yep. right? Fill the world with me, what I'm like, because I'm the glory of the father. So that's what we're talking about mm. <laughs> when we talk about living a missional lifestyle. So this isn't really for the faint of heart. Yeah. And this is probably why it's so hard because I'll tell you what's a whole lot easier than letting God change your belief around your identity and all the rhythms of your life and radically reorienting your time use and all that. Yep. You know, what's a whole lot easier checking the box on Sunday once a week. Totally. Like, you know, I said that prayer, you know, back in uh, youth group, back at the camp that one summer, you know, I even shed a tear or two. I meant it, you know, <laughs> that's what, that was important. You got to mean it. You yeah. know, God knows if you mean it, you know, you get the stars for perfect. Yeah, that's a whole lot easier than I'm going to now lead myself and my family and submit to this work of the spirit in all of life and radically see my life reprioritized. Yeah. That's what we're ultimately talking about. But, but it's hard and it does, it's not a light switch. Sure. We've talked about in the show before. Missional community life is not like a light switch where you just go, you know what? I was listening to this podcast, Life School Guys Day convinced me. Click, we're living it. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> it's still, I mean, we've done this for years and it's yeah. still awful. Like, yeah. It's awfully difficult. Yeah. You know, uh, one thing that I constantly go back to is just how difficult this lifestyle is because it really is a reorientation of how you prioritize nearly everything in your life. How Eventually, you your time. it all comes under the gospel, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's a community that's not necessarily your blood family, but you have to start taking into account times and, and how does this serve the community better? And how do we adjust our schedules? Mm-hmm. How do we adjust our vacations so that we can actually be together? How do we adjust our family interests or activities or... Spending, uh, you know? Yeah, it all really does come into this crock pot of different groups coming together and actually trying to figure this out. But what you just described is exactly what we see in Scripture. It's yeah. exactly what we see Jesus doing with his disciples and those that he hung out with, his close, like his oikos, his pals. And then when he ascends, goes to the Father and sends the Spirit back, then we see his disciples and the and the churches that they started and the communities, the oikoses that grew, mm-hmm. right? This is exactly what they were doing. They were They were all, their hearts, their lives, their stuff, their schedule, everything you just listed was all submitted to Jesus. Hmm. It wasn't like, hey, I'm living my, and, and I'll just jump ahead back to like current time. I'm living the American dream life where I, you know, I get everything that everybody else has, bigger, louder, more, faster, sooner. Sure. And I wedge in a little bit of Jesus and all. Well, <laughs> no. And, 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 and it's not just I have to figure out how to do this myself and help my, my spouse and my kids understand the, this beautiful life that we've actually been given. But now I have to help others do it. It's going to be very, very slow. Yep. And it's going to have to be motivated by the gospel. It really will be. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. But it, it is tough. <laughs> so, I mean, let's we're agreeing right at the front end. Is, you know, the, the title of the show is Why is Mission Living So Hard? It is hard. Well, it's because it's really a whole lot of dying to self and mm-hmm. preference and even wrong teaching about the gospel and what it means to be a Christian and why Jesus came. There's a lot of unlearning that then leads to new learning and freedom and you're realizing, wow, the gospel's so much bigger than I thought, but it's simple. The story of God is big. It's powerful, but... It, 
it's simple to understand and yeah. explain and what have we been doing? And so, yeah. So in your mind, what do you think are some of maybe the biggest challenges when trying to get started or to even stay living missionally with others in community? Well, besides, you know, our well-worn patterns of consumerism and complacency, maybe, because mm-hmm. it's just easy to like, kick back, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, complacency with the way our life, our Christian life's been for so long. Um, there are a handful of things that I've seen that are part of why it's so hard to get started or or part sustain it, like you said. So okay. first thing that comes to mind is, um, and this kind of speaks to, to married couples, right? And that's probably most of our listenership. Sure. Um, is not being on the same page together as a couple. Hmm. You, you just, I would you say know, that's happened in our life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, I, I talk to people almost every day where one spouse is, is really leaning into missional living mm-hmm. and the other one is not, they want their time, their house is their yep. refuge. They don't want anybody, you know, sinning all over their kids. Yep. They don't want their house a mess. They, they, everything's prioritized. I'm going to go to church on Sunday. I love Jesus. I'm good. Yep. And you're, so that's, that's hard. Yeah. And so before you're going to like, oh, I'm going to blow it up and we're going to have this huge missional community, but my spouse isn't on board. Yep. <laughs> so my kids feel like they get to vote. Well, we're all going to follow our complacent hearts. You know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. Our cons- so, so that's the first one is how do you get, you know, you got to get together on the same page. Yeah. You that's got, been, you know. I, the one thing for us was, uh, was just the fact that I love being an extrovert and I get, I come alive with people and parties and and my wife loves the quietness. And so for, for me, I could go seven days a week having people over because it's... Well, and she's been home all day with a crowd. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, so she's anyone here. doing a great job <laughs> yeah. of extroverting it up for yeah, her absolutely. introverted heart. You know? So she definitely needs some time. So that so that you bring up a good point. So, so it's not that she can't do those things. She does them all day. It's not that she isn't in community with others, but she has to be very, very understanding. And you need to be very understanding to yeah. get on the same page of, well, when does she get to recharge? Yeah, you know, you're right. Because you recharge by going, I just got done with work and I can't wait to get some people over here. <laughs> yeah. She's, She's like, like, I've been with people and yeah, I can't wait to get He's coming no home over and here. I can't wait to go hide for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fair, right? Exactly. All right, here's another one. Makes it hard is to get started or to sustain this is it, it not experiencing or modeling this life with your own family hmm. or your husband or wife or kids or whatever. Uh, first, uh, so often, and, and I, you know, guilty, okay, guilty here, um, people will say, you know, we're starting this missional community, and they kind of throw a lasso around a bunch of church friends and maybe a couple of neighbors sure. and stuff, and they go, boom, that's our missional community, and then they start trying to proceed to getting them to live ways that they've never even lived. Yeah. Like, we're going to have these killer meals together every week. Hey, tell me about the killer meals you have at your own dinner table every week. Uh, yeah. we, we barely eat together. Or that's an just, issue. Or we just throw food down. It's just food. Yeah. Like, okay, wait a minute. Back the train up. So that's a that's a huge barrier to getting other people to live a certain way. You've never even lived. Yeah. <laughs> so I always say like, hey, this starts in the mirror. This starts at your own table. Yeah. Let's create some new rhythms. <laughs> Let's get some new beliefs going, understanding of our identity and how it's starting to flow into our nuclear family. And then we'll start to invite people's uh, people into those rings, yep. right? Instead of like, I don't live this way. Let's throw a last around a bunch of people and shoot them to death. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be a practitioner them. in your own family. Absolutely. Yeah. First, yeah. you know, yeah. right? Cause that's your model. That's your first mission field, so to speak. Right. Yep. All right. Here's another thing that kills a lot of people is starting too fast and, and trying to talk a bunch of people into new life stuff and rhythms before their heart catch catches up and it's rightly motivated by the gospel. Hmm. So even if you have been starting to live this in your own household yep. and then you go, okay, boom. And you see, and I, I got hear it so many times. People are like, we had all these people from church and we told them about what we're doing and they were all excited and no one wants to do anything. 
Because as soon as we told them it was going to be more than one night a week, they were like, I don't even know if I can do one night a week. It's like, wait a minute. You can't be with Jesus and and live out what you were created for and Jesus died for more than a, a, a day a week? Well, when are you going to become a Christian? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, some issues there, yeah. what is going on? So starting too fast and trying to talk people into stuff that their heart hasn't caught up to, it always it always ends up with finger pointing and hurt feelings. Yep. You're and, right. and a fizzle, you know, right? Yep. And sometimes it's like, well, not everybody did. So now we just hang out with these two couples because they agree with us. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a gospel motivation thing. Yeah. That's, you got to start there. Yep. All right. Another thing that I've seen that's like a kind of a challenge or a barrier is not having accountability to actually get started. Like hmm. so many people, you know, I run into, they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're really going to start living this way. Like, I mean, I know it. I've been listening to your show or I read your first book or whatever. You know, it's like, we're really, really going to get it. It's like tick, tick, tick. Years go by, yep. you know, like having some accountability to get started, to stick to your plan, hmm. having someone else who like brings accountability via the gospel. Yep. Right. So it's not like, hey, I thought you were going to have a party this weekend with your neighbors. It's like, wait a minute. What, you know, like let's, let's let the gospel inform what was going on in your heart. So you canceled that thing. Right. Yeah. Um, because we want to be motivated rightly. You need to have some good motivation and accountability and encouragement that's ongoing. Mm-hmm. You really do. I'll tell you what, in, in too many <laughs> too many churches and the thousands of emails that I've gotten where people are like, Do you we live here, do you know someone who lives this way? We gotta find a community, we gotta find a plan. We wanna get going, we don't know what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. like like we've been talking about it forever. We've tried a few things, little start, stop, start, stop. And um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. We, we, we keep blowing it off and then years go by. So yeah, getting some accountability and some encouragement is really, really huge, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Trying to do something. that's like, you're going to die now to a whole lot of stuff and your church knows nothing about it. <laughs> it's going to be almost impossible. All right. Yep. And then, I, and I think, I think last two is, and this is big, is to have a trusted person or couple in your life that not only brings you accountability, you know, and encouragement, yeah. but that lives the life that you're wanting to live right? They're already living it. Sure. And, and they can walk alongside you for the whole thing. That's super important. Yeah. Otherwise people just feel like I, we're out here drifting. I hear it all the time. Like we felt so alone. We're in a huge church and there's people hanging around, but we just felt so alone because the things that we're learning, the things that God's birthing in our hearts, no one's ever done before. We've never seen them. Hmm. So most people weren't discipled in a way that had the gospel speak into and shape all of life yep. that leads to living now on mission you're going to need some help to really move into this. So, you know, just hoping for change, hoping for magic to happen or lightning to strike, it won't produce the change and lifestyle that you desire. Yeah. The life that Jesus came to give us all. So, you know, find a coach or a mentor if you're serious, right? Yeah. And, and, and you know, I'm not hiding anything. That's part of what we do, right? It's yeah. part of what we've given our life to, Tina and I, is coaching and mentoring people in this. We live this way. We know how to make disciples. We can help you. Yeah. And that'd be a huge privilege if you wanted us to. Anyway. So that, that's a big thing though, is just trying to go alone, muddling through it. You know, it's like, well, I'd like to have a coach, but you know, that's going to cost a couple hundred bucks or something like, come on, how much are you <laughs> spending on a million other things that are not producing life and, and, and freedom and training your kids on how to live out the kingdom and all like, oh, just yeah. please reprioritize a little bit towards your spiritual life. This is important. Yeah. I was thinking as you're talking there about some of the recent things that have been, uh, just in my own personal kind of heart and family. Uh, rattling around as far as difficulty in the missional life. And uh, the two situations that pop up initially, one is that we uh, were part of a group of, of people that had a lot of family in the area. And so it was like, yeah, we'll commit to our missional community, except for when there's holidays and family vacations, because then we actually will be with our real family. And then we... So 80% of our free time gets sucked up by our bio family. family which and, you're supposed to be good family, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Huh, or the other tough. thing is... Uh, 
this this sense of um communities having real issues because the network of friends were so varied and far apart so different circles like well i've got work and then i've got guys i do this with and then guys i do this with and my yeah. wife's got this group and then we got our church group and then we got so i know a lot of uh, I know a lot of churches have like traditional small groups that were sort of formed based off what night of the week work with certain people at the church to get together. and Or have... they tried to solve that problem that you just said. There's, everybody's so different. So let's just put people in the same exact age and stage of life and guys who like biking, and guys yeah, no don't diversity. like biking, but they like hiking instead or like they only like baseball. So they'll get, you know, and then when <laughs> baseball season's over, like we won't see anybody. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a real community. It was just like you serving your like needs. It's like too many filters and then you all look alike, right? Yeah. So, when you commit, though, to, to actually doing this missional community together, the life of a missional person, mm-hmm. you're essentially committing to being family together and doing yeah. life together. And that supersedes a lot of the, the things that we've already talked about, like time. and Think about you, what you just said is so huge, Heath. I, I hope, like, don't miss it if you're listening to this. What, what, when you're starting a missional community or when you're committing to one, you're essentially committing to being family, hmm. to doing life together. Yeah, not like family B, but actually like like not not like God's B family. Level. Yeah, like I was just reading scripture the day it says, "Call no one on earth father, because you have a father in heaven." That's Jesus talking. Hmm. He's so serious about us understanding that our first family is as part of God's family, yeah. and that this earthly, fleshly handful of people that look like us, bear our last name, carry some of the same DNA. Yeah, it's all part of the bigger, overarching family, right? Hmm. And so think about. Half of marriages where people commit to do life together and be family fail yeah. over half, right? So it's no surprise that missional community life would be really hard because now you're not only getting married it's the same and thing. having to take your spouse along for the ride, you're trying to get everybody married on the yeah. same page. That takes a work of God. Yep. <laughs> it really, really does. It's, it is hard. This living as a family on mission is a big commitment, yeah. but it's one that Jesus promised to walk with us in. That's good. Yeah. And and by the way, too, you're right again, transitioning small groups that were pulled together for reasons other than discipleship and mission. Yep. And then asking folks to now commit to increasingly be a family. You know, let's do mission together. That's tough sled, man. Yeah. It's so hard. It's really hard. Okay. So you've got to start with the gospel and your gospel identity. Kind of mm-hmm. said that earlier. And this starts by believing that you're a part of a family. Affect God's family of missionary servants. Now that carries such huge implication for missionaries, and we're sent ones. We're sent out to to do what? To make disciples, to find the lost sheep, to bring family members to the table, find those people, those kids that are lost, bring them back to Dad's table, serve people. We're sent as disciples who make disciples to fill the world with God's glory. Hmm. Okay, all that has to be grounded in your own heart first before you'll ever lead others in this or lead change at your church. Sure. And leaders will need to actually start living this way at home. <laughs> they, they will, they will. Yep. Right. So if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I want that for my church so bad. Or like I'm a small groups, you know, pastor, like I want that so bad for our groups. You have to live it. You have to start living it. Hmm. Small is big, slow is fast. You got to get there. You'll really need to model what you preach. I'm reminded of Matthew 23, right? Jesus says to the crowds and his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, they sit in Moses seat. So you must be careful to do what they tell you. So Jesus is basically saying, hey, when the teachers of the law and the Pharisees teach, listen up. But then he goes on and he says, but don't do what they do because they don't practice what they preach. Hmm. And in fact, not only do they not practice what they preach, verse four, they tie up heavy, cumbersome loads, giant rocks, and they put them on people's shoulders, 
but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Some harsh words. Like I, I, I feel like we're always trying to like, are we too hard on the show? Like, and then I just read some of Jesus stuff. And it's like, nope. Like we're Crank so nice. I'm like, we're going to start cranking it up, man. Let's just quote a lot more red letter stuff. Yeah, okay. That's right. So sure. This seems hard at first. I know. But once you've experienced life in a gospel center community, like a family where you're starting to shed all your fear and preference and just, you know, you're just checking the box once a week. Yeah. Oh man, there's no going back. There's just no going back. The, the lifestyle is just so fun, and it's so cool to be following the Spirit and how creative the Spirit is and the, the relational stuff that you walk into. And it's messy, and like we said this whole episode, it is hard. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> it not just easy. It just is. But, you know, I, again, I want to, you know, just full honesty and disclosure, I want to let our friends and our family here know that if, if, if they're at all interested in having me and Tina be their coaches yeah. for the next leg of their missional journey, we'd be honored. We would really be honored to do it. We, we open up a handful of coaching spots every fall, and we're doing that right now. Starts in a few weeks, and if people are interested in having me put together a custom personal roadmap for them, like we interview, we talk, we get on video together, get to know your story, where you're doing, what your challenges have been, and your family, and we help you work it all out, and then we help you get started living on mission together. You get teaching, coaching, encouragement, all that stuff. So hmm. if you're interested, man, we'd love to, we'd love to do it with you. And you know, if not now, when? Right. If yeah. not now, when? So you can get all that information on my coaching page. Just go to one, two, three, lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. And there's a video there and it talks about how the whole process works and it is everything, right? Sure. A little application thing. So uh, doing the same things you've always done and expecting different results. That's the definition of uh, insanity, right? <laughs> that's right? So let's make this the time that you and your family and those you lead in your church start to experience the gospel in all of life and moving and get you moving towards having vibrant, rich community together, okay? So check it out, 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. At least go and check it out and see what it could be like and, uh, and pray and see if God would have you. Like, is this the time we're gonna finally start to make a difference and make it a little less hard by getting some help, you know? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so again, the link for that is 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. And we're going to continue by giving away another thing here on the show today, which is the big three. And that's the big three takeaways that we'd love for you to walk away with, if nothing else. And you get it as a printable PDF by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Someone told me recently they print these off and have them in a binder. <laughs> you oh, know, that's cool. They get them every week, right? Yeah. Um, big three, like don't miss this, if anything else. First thing. Uh, first thing is God has always desired that his people, his family would live together in such a way that the world would know what he's truly like. And that's mm. not holed up in a building somewhere, you know, once a week, right? This, sure. Living a life on mission with God is the life that we were all created and then now saved to live. Hmm. And this starts by believing that you are part of a family of missionary servants sent as disciples of Jesus who make more disciples, filling the world with God's glory. And I know it sounds too good to be true, like Paul called it the mystery revealed, but it sure. is true. That's true of us in Christ. We weren't saved just to kind of hang out and wait for heaven and go to church once in a while, 2.3 hmm. times a month or <laughs> 1.7 or whatever it is. Exactly. Know? Oh, we get to live this life, Heath. It's amazing, right? Hmm. Second, um, your past church attendance uh, and or lukewarm Christian lifestyle doesn't change God's love for you, so hmm. it's never too late. Okay. He knows your heart and the plans he has from before time began to bless you and prosper you for your good and his glory. So ask God to forgive any past complacency and lead you to truly live the life he desires for you and your family. Start with prayer. Start with talking to dad. And and he, he wants this for you all day, every day. He yeah. really does. That's so and he cool. doesn't hold us, you know, there's no fault found. There's no condemnation. God knows he's got the plan, right? Yep. 
And the third one is I say, don't, don't stay stuck. Don't wait for someday to get started making the changes that you really want to see. Okay. Yeah. So get the resources, get the training, get the coaching. Doesn't have to be me, but get it, get started now, get whatever you need to confidently move forward one step at a time toward being and making disciples as a lifestyle. I'm telling you, it's a thrill ride. It's the best life. Jesus lived the best human life that anyone could live, and we get to. So yep. make this the time that you and your family and those you lead in your church start to experience the gospel in all of life and really start to experience a rich, vibrant community of faith. Okay? So good. And, you know, and again, I just want to say, you know, if I got a handful of coaching slots open. If you're interested, please check out, uh, you know, my coaching page at 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. And there's also a little box you can tick on that little page. If you'd say like, yeah, I'm kind of into this, but I'd like to get on a phone call with you because I got a few questions. Like, just check that box and boom, 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 we'll hop on a phone call. So, huh, awesome. Yep. All right. Thanks for the big three. Again, you get those by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three print them out and put them in a put them in a binder <laughs> every week. I just, yeah i thought that was cool yeah. it is a cool we work hard to make that available and so it's nice that people are taking advantage of that if you haven't joined our facebook group go to facebook.com up in the search bar type in life school podcast caesar or i will invite you into the fold into the f- i check it so many times a day now because oh, it's, it's so fun yeah, people are you know, As it's growing now, we're in the thousands of people, and yeah. it's so cool. And I know when we do this, cha- you know, the last challenge, it swept in a whole lot more people, so there's yeah. a whole lot of family now in there, too. It's yeah. growing all the time, so it's, so, it's fun. so fun. Please be a part of that. And then if you've been paying attention, you realize that a lot of the episodes and what we talk about come straight from you, yeah. straight from the people in the group and you know who are listening to the show, yep. and they want to know about it, so we'll try to bring a gospel perspective and a missional perspective to all that. Yeah. So. Love it. It's fun. It's a good group. All right. Hey, join us next week because we are talking about something we haven't really talked about ever before, which is uh, discipleship as gospel fluency in the workplace. Oh. So this is this is going to be fun. You gospel own business fluency and discipleship at work. Yeah. So we'll talk to people that manage Man, people. We'll it. talk to everyday humans that go to work. <laughs> What's it look like to move your fellow coworkers uh, from be- unbelief to belief in every area of life? So we'll hit on that next week. We hope you can join us for that. Thanks for being with us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.